Dear friends in Christ Jesus, once again I extend you all a very warm welcome to you to this Eucharistic celebration, 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Adam, after he was created, he was put work. He was put to work in the Garden of Eden. God created human beings in His image and likeness, and Adam he worked. He tended the garden. A little girl asked her mother, "How did the human race appear?" The mother answered. God made Adam and Eve, and they had children. That's how all mankind was made. Two days later, the little girl asked her father the same question. He answered, "Many years ago, there were monkeys, from which the human race evolved." The confused girl. returned to her mother and said mom how is it possible that you told me humans were created by god and dad said they developed from monkeys the mother answered well dear it's very simple i told you about my side of the family <laughs> and your your father told you about his side of the family <laughs> dear friends in christ jesus adam the was put to work in the garden of eden he was a servant of god did you know that the words servant in one form or another used over 1000 times in the bible that means it's a very big deal to god and should be to us as well in the book of numbers chapter 12 verse 7 god refers to moses with these words my servant moses he is faithful in all my house abraham david and job are called my servant by god when paul james peter Jude they introduced themselves in their epistles the first thing they did was to identify themselves as servants in romans chapter 1 and 1 paul says paul a servant of christ jesus james 1 1 james a servant of god and of the lord jesus christ 2 peter 1 1 simon peter a servant and apostle of jesus christ Jude one, Jude servant of Jesus Christ. My dear friends, do you see yourself as a servant or just a volunteer? There is a world of difference between the two. A volunteer picks and chooses when and even whether to serve. A servant serves no matter. A volunteer serves when convenient. A servant serves out of commitment. In the gospel today Jesus gives us four important lessons to possess the heart of servanthood and that will help us for our salvation and that will help us to live our life meaningfully on earth 
Number one, a servant's work is not always glamorous. The first, the verse seven says, suppose one of you had a servant plowing or uh, looking after sheep. This particular farmer in the story probably had a one servant who had to multitask throughout the day. He would do the back-breaking work of plowing and then tedious work of watching sheep. His muscles would scream and then he may have screamed out of boredom. And then he would get up next day and do it all over again. Kind of sounds like some of our jobs, doesn't it? My guess is that over time his daily responsibilities became routine. His tasks were not thrilling. Not only that, he may have felt lonely since there were no other servants around. Sometimes serving is not very sensational. It involves exertion. It often exerts, excites a praise. There is someone said, I would never want to reach out somebody with a soft, uncalloused hand, a hand never dated by serving, and shake the nail-pierced nail pierced hand of Jesus. At one time, a bishop, popular bishop, he said, to give my life for Christ appears glorious. To pour myself out for others, to pay the ultimate price of martyrdom, I will do it. I am ready, Lord, to go out in a blaze of glory. It would be easy to go out in a flash of glory, but it is harder to live the Christian life little by little over the long haul. Then the bishop tells a story about a wealthy man who handed his pastor a check for $50,000. The pastor looked at it and then handed it back to the man and said, go cash it in for quarters or dollars and spend 50 cents or a dollar at a time doing the Lord's work. The man was flustered and said, but that will take the rest of my life. And the pastor replied, precisely, that is the point. And my dear friends, sometimes we recruit people to ministry by telling them how fun and easy it is to serve. Actually, we make the mistake when we urge people to get baptism by promising them a happy life and you and I must stop soft selling the savior and the life of servanthood. Number two, the servant's service never ends. After working all day, the servant comes back to the master's house, is probably tired and hungry, but still it's not time to relax. Here is the principle, a servant's service may change, but it never ends. Actually, the job description for a servant who serves the Lord is very simple and straightforward. Do everything your master commands. Let us listen to how Jesus said it in the second half of verse 7 and 8. Would he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, Come along now. Sit down to eat. Would he not rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready, and wait on me while I eat and drink? 
after that you may eat and drink the servant moves from outdoors and to indoors from day to evening from hard labor to home life he goes from the fields to fixing food don't miss the truth the servant serves whenever wherever for whomever whomever doing whatever it takes we could say it it this way it's not break time yet we talk lot about serving opportunities in the church but we are actually to be serving all the time there is a popular writer he put this way when we serve to god the end of one service is the beginning of another when we have been working for god we must still wait on god continually that means when you get up you serve your family when you go to work you serve your boss and co-workers when you come home you serve your family when you go out into the community you serve you serve and at least one ministry in the church i heard about a little girl who finally learned to tie her shoes instead of being excited she was overcome with tears her dad bent down and asked her why she was crying and she said i have to tie my shoes her dad responded you just learned how it's not that hard the little girl started wailing and said i know but now i am going to how to do it for the rest of my life i suspect that some of us feel like we have already put our time in we have done the hard labor now we feel like it's time to sit and relax a bit friend if you are alive you are still a servant of jesus christ the location and the intensity of serving may change as the seasons of your life change but no christ follower has the option sitting down to have his or her needs meet when there are still things to do and the third lesson is a servant should not expect to be thanked and the verse goes this way after going all out working from sun up to sundown the servant is no doubt is tired a word of appreciation would mean so much to him but it never comes look at verse 9 would he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do the implied answer is a strong no the word thank means to have a gratitude or to be grateful the idea is if the master express gratitude it could be construed as a debt that he must somehow to be settled to even the score this is absurdly arrogant as job 22 to points out can a man be benefit to god sometimes we think that god somehow owes us for all that we have done for him but in fact first corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 to 20 says god does not owe us he owns us do you know do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have received from god you are not your own you were bought at a price therefore honor god with your body and the fourth lesson is a servant does what is expected 
Jesus concludes this story with some corrective words to those of us who attend the church. In verse 10 he says, so you also when you have done everything you were told to do should say we are unworthy servants we have only done our duty. Unfortunately too many of us want to know what serving will cost us how it will benefit us if the benefits outweigh the cost and we can fit into into our schedule then we'll be able to do that little bit of ministry this verse helps us to see the being servant is all about a servant heart is intent upon his will is bound to the will and wishes of another if i am servant what you say goes someone put it this way regardless of how much we do we cannot do more than what is expect, expected of us can we really say that we have done everything we have been told to do and also instead of having feeling of entitlement entitlement we need to see ourselves as unworthy servants it means no one owes me anything extra and there is a nice biblical story in chapter second book of samuel chapter 23 13 to 17 king david he exhibits this attitude when three of his mighty men show their devotion by risking their lives to bring him water astonishingly but instead and he would not drink it but instead he poured it out before before the lord because he said he was not worthy of such devotion unfortunately too many of us drink up praise and admiration seeking to be exalted affirmed rather than to be humble before the master one of the best biblical images of the single minded resolve to deflect devotion from self to the savior is found in psalm 123:2 as the eyes of a slaves look to the hand of their master as the eyes of a maid look to the hand of her mistress so our eyes look to the lord our god when the master moves his finger the servant falls in line when he says jump the servant says how high the servant does not waffle or hedge or complain or bargain or debate he or she simply obeys like the child samuel who responded to lord's voice in 1 samuel 39 by saying speak o lord for your servant is listening and my dear friends the church of irresistible influence a famous author he writes this a church of irresistible influence move from being served to serving from finding community in the church to impacting the community as the church from retreating to influencing from isolation to engage engagement my dear friends and may we possess the heart of servanthood maybe the thing we do in our ministry in our family may not be glamorous and the service we do that will never end and may we not seek for appreciation and be thanked and we are called to do what is expected of us and finally when we appear before to god we are going to say we are unworthy servant we have only done our duty 
Amen.